The Current Thrive Podcast, episode 142, Bare Hands Bracelets, a success story. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey, Thrivers. Before we start this little success story episode, final quick reminder, Thriver Circle membership is going up from $15 a month to $29 a month on Sunday, this coming Sunday. There's just a few days left to get in and join us before membership goes up. So if you want to join a wonderful community and get the support and guidance that will help you to turn your hobby into a thriving, profitable business, head on over to ThriverCircle.com and join us right now. Today I'm sharing the story of David Wright of Bare Hands Bracelets. David started off with silver clay. He worked with it as a hobby, making pendants and fingerprint jewellery. And he slowly channeled his efforts into silver beads and started designing his own range of leather bracelets for men to combine with the beads, resulting in a unique and personalised product. He saw a niche in the market decent guys designs and he couldn't really find anything he liked himself so he threw caution to the wind and started a few designs of his own which i think is really smart because there is often a real lack in designs for men so it's really great to see someone who has done a really good job and is building a successful business off creating a jewelry line mostly for men so from there, of course, he did decide to branch out and he created a ladies range to complement his men's range. He used the skills he'd obtained with stamp making and fingerprinting and started to produce a range of bracelets with hand and footprint beads that also proved popular. He said that his biggest challenge has been belief. As a guy making jewellery, he's an ex-tradie. He was a wall and floor tiler for years. He often questioned what he was doing and found it difficult to justify or explain, but somehow it proved to be a needed outlet for him, a needed creative outlet while bringing joy to the recipients as well. And of course, the income wasn't bad either. He reckons that the most memorable moment of success so far in his business is that he often finds his items on Etsy editor's picks and one Christmas chosen to be the gifts for men section. So basically that that reinforcement from people choosing his work to feature and that ended up being a really good little kickstart. Then there was the daily record recently where he hit $1,500 sales in one day, which I think is pretty darn impressive. When asked to sort of talk about his doubts about his future directions, he says, I don't really have doubts, but I constantly have ideas for designs and ways to push the business forward in terms of design direction. And he believes that he has a product that people love and want. And given the relative success so far with his limited resources, he believes there's a lot more to come, especially with increased exposure and the right marketing. When I asked him, you know, are there times when you feel like you're inspirational, creative, creativity seemed to disappear and how do you handle it he said that 
Occasionally, if he hasn't had a sale in a while, there are quieter periods where he finds himself questioning if he's doing everything he can to push things forward, and that that can turn into a source of motivation. There's always a design on the back burner or a social media post to create or stock to order, and if there's nothing left, he might tidy the studio. And I totally relate to that, you know, there's always things you can do in that downtime. And oftentimes, when you let yourself get lost in the process, you can find your motivation and that can kickstart you moving forward again his work-life balance he says one of the greatest advantages of being your own boss is the time you clock in i totally agree with that he makes sure that the family is off to school or work and maybe does a bit of yoga meditation and then he gets to making recently in the busy periods he says he's had to neglect some of the household duties and spend longer days in the studio and that it's been a chance for his kids to earn their keep and learn how to load the dishwasher. When it comes to marketing, he said he's in the process of actually getting some professional help with Facebook marketing because there's a huge potential there if it's done correctly. The trouble is finding the time out of the studio to actually devote to marketing. And I, you know, I totally feel that it is really hard to find that balance between making time and business, working on the business time. He has some stuff on Pinterest which he finds this brings him a significant amount of traffic. And the biggest single thing he's done in terms of direct sales is investing in the Etsy promoted listings, which he tends to get a return on investment of about 10%. When I asked him to share what he wished he'd known when he'd started, he said proper marketing straight off the bat. And that I'd probably tell myself to worry less about reviews, returns, fussy customers, and just accept that there's inevitable part of business that requires customer service that you can't please everyone. And that if you make thousands of items, you're eventually bound to make a mistake somewhere along the line. And when it comes to giving advice to other makers, he'd say, you know, what you might deem as a mistake or failure can be seen as a a big opportunity or even the biggest opportunity for your business to grow. Because without failure, there's no growth. And the most successful entrepreneurs will tell you that. It's how you deal with it and pick yourself up that matters. If you start using a new material in your product, which fails on a customer who's really upset, refund, replace, or both work out what went wrong and then fix it. Your product is now a better quality and you've learnt and your business has grown. Tied in with this is to not get too emotionally involved with any complaints or issues. Remember, you can't always get everything right and please everyone. Have a good idea of what customer service is, but remember, you can't please everyone. There are some people who will always be demanding and you won't be able to make them happy. Remember, if you have a success story, you have a successful handmade business and you'd love to share it with the Create and Thrive community, please head on over to createandthrive.com, look under podcast for success stories and submit your success story. I'd love to hear from you and share it with the rest of our community on the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really helps other people to find the podcast and figure out if it's a good fit for them. So thank you to everyone who has taken the time to do that over the years. I really appreciate it. I'm Jess Van Den and this has been another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. Goodbye for now.